You're listening to the Connecticut Real Estate Edge podcast, your source for tips and tricks on building wealth through real estate in Connecticut. You will get the best techniques from leading local experts in real estate and lending. Now, here's your host, Robert Weinberg. Good Saturday morning to everybody. Welcome to Mortgage Matters Radio Show and the Connecticut Real Estate Edge podcast. Along with Rob Weinberg, I'm Gary Byron. Rob, good morning to you, buddy. Good morning, Gary. How are you? Uh, you know, I'm hanging in there, my friend. I, it's, you know, I, I'm, I'm doing my best to, uh, to to hang in there each and every day. It's a daily struggle. You know what it, you know what it I is. I know. It is for everyone. That's why you got to stay positive. Oh, and yeah. And you got to push through. Of course, yeah, well, yeah, I, I always, you know, I have both <clears throat> short-term goals and long-term goals, but when it comes right down to it, I, I just take each day as it comes, man, one day at a time. That's it. And, you know, speaking of taking each day as it comes, that's really part of what life is all about, is taking opportunities as they come, shifting and changing. Change is the only constant in life, that's right? That's very true. But, you know, sometimes unforeseen circumstances present themselves, you know, and you heard the old adage where when life gives you lemons, what do you make? You make lemonade, right? right. But, um, you know, while we say that, it's difficult when you're when you're living through that. Um, it is. It is. And that really There's a lot of people me, right now struggling. It brings me to something that I wanted to discuss, which is along those lines that as things have changed, as things have shifted in the market, the economy, real estate, mm-hmm. there's different options now. There's different programs now. There's little known strategies now that maybe weren't being used five years ago or three years ago that now are in vogue, that now are opportune to use. And in today's episode here, what I want to talk about is a specific mortgage product called delayed financing. Most people are going, what is that? That sounds weird. I've never heard of it. (laughs) Huge, huge part of the market now that people are unaware of that could create a lot of financial opportunity, a lot of wealth building, as we'll talk about. All right. Well, I'm count me among them. I, 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 what is? I don't know what it means. So, what is delayed financing? So, delayed financing is a specific part of the mortgage guidelines. It applies for home buyers that have purchased a home in cash in the past six months. Oh. So, both Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac have these delayed financing guidelines for homeowners that have bought their homes in cash, but they want to get their money out. They want to pull the money out. So, we'll talk about different examples and scenarios and things like that, but really the gist of it is you buy a home in cash and then you need to get a mortgage on it right away. Most people think you can't do that. You can. That's what delayed financing is all about. Why? Why Why is delayed financing even such an attractive option in, in this current real estate climate? Right. So if we step back and look at the real estate climate over the last 12 to 18 months, what we found is it's been very competitive. It's been cutthroat. And I think everyone would agree it's been a seller's market, right? So how as a home buyer do you get around that? Where's your advantage? Well, a lot of home buyers, especially those that have sold other properties or other assets and have gotten liquid with with money, they've seen the option of buying a home in cash as an attractive uh, 
opportunity for them because if you're buying in cash, you don't have to deal with mortgage uh, timelines. You don't typically have to deal with appraisals and inspections and different stuff that can come along with a mortgaged property. So by buying in cash, you create a better scenario for the seller, quicker, simpler, easier, less things that could go wrong. So if there's two offers next to each other for the same amount of money, one's cash and one's putting 20% down on a mortgage, they're going to take the cash offer for all the reasons we talked about, speed, certainty, meaning the main, being the main ones. So where um, this delayed financing becomes really attractive is that once you buy that property in cash, great, you got the deal, you got your property, but now what? That money's sitting in the property, it's gone. What are the ways you can get it back? Well, you can either sell the property or you can get a mortgage or a loan against the property. Of course, you're not gonna wanna sell it, you just bought it. There's transaction costs, closing costs, commissions, et cetera. So it's not something that you just wanna turn around and sell in almost all cases. So then we shift to the mortgage, we shift to financing. You can recapture a significant portion of what you invested in that real estate to free up for another opportunity. Maybe it's buying another property. Maybe it's investing in a business. Maybe it's paying off some debt, just handling something else that you need. Maybe it's a kid's college tuition. What do you need money for? Anything you need money for, this delayed financing can help you with it. I would say a majority of my clients that use delayed financing, a lot of them use it for renovations. So they'll buy a property, they'll put all this money, now they need money to renovate it, they don't have the money because they sunk it all in to the cash purchase, so now we do delayed financing to get them the money they need to do the renovation or the repair or whatever they may need on the property. And I'll tell you a quick story here of a client that I have actually in Hartford, Connecticut here, and she came to me after buying a condominium in cash just a few months ago. She had sunk in a couple hundred thousand from her uh, nest egg for that and didn't really have that much left. She didn't want to raid every dollar she had in her savings. So she came to me referred actually by her son who I'd done a mortgage for a couple years ago. And she said, Rob, I need this money. She needed about $100,000 to do what she wanted to do. But she, again, didn't have access to that. So we came up with this delayed financing strategy. We looked at the guidelines and, and found that she met those guidelines. And we were able to get her in just a couple of weeks, a new mortgage when she literally just closed on the house, like less than 60 days ago, we were able to get her a mortgage and get her $100,000 in cash out pretty close to immediately wow. that she could then use to now create her dream property and, and everything that she wanted. Wow. Now, she didn't think it was possible. She said, well, I just bought this house. There's no way. How would they give me a mortgage when I just got it? And we literally started working on this uh, transaction just a week after she closed. You said you looked at those guidelines and she met those mm -hmm. guidelines. Well, all right. So let's go. Let's delve into that. Okay. What are some of these lending guidelines for yeah, delayed so financing? Delayed financing it's a different animal than your average mortgage because there are specific guidelines when you've owned the home less than six months. The first thing is it needs to be an arm's length transaction. What does that mean, arm's length? So arm's length means that there's a willing buyer and a willing seller and you're meeting you know, to create an agreement with each other for how much they're gonna pay for the property and all the specific guidelines of the transaction or the specific contractual obligations of the transaction. So a normal sale is an arm's length transaction. You don't know the seller, they don't know you. The way you're coming together is typically through a realtor uh, or an online site or somebody as an intermediary to put the buyer and the seller together. With a non-arm's length transaction, there's a conflict of interest. So it may be, 
somebody buying, like a family member buying it from another family member. That could be a non-arms link transaction. A, uh, the son of a home builder is buying a new home from the builder who's actually related to them. The relationship part is probably the biggest one. Um, also like an employer selling a property to an employee, that would be non-arm's length. A realtor who's representing the, the buyer and the seller and all these different transactions as well as owns the property, that could be a non-arm's length transaction. So there's, as you can tell, so many nuances to what is a non-arm's length versus arm's length. Delayed financing is only allowed on an arm's length transaction. So check with your mortgage advisor. This is the first thing that we're going to look at when it comes to these delayed financing guidelines. The next thing is that the original purchase of the property needs to be documented by a settlement statement, which confirms that there was no mortgage taken on the property. So one of the first things that an underwriter is going to look at when they get your loan in is to confirm that there is is no mortgage on the property. And they're going to do that by looking at the settlement statement, um, which if you're buying in cash, it's typically called a HUD-1 settlement statement. And that will show all the details of the transaction, the purchase price, the closing costs, any deposits that have been made. And if there's a mortgage or any financing, it'll show on a uh, one of the first pages of that settlement statement where it shows financing, it'll show an amount there. We're looking that there was no financing obtained to prove that there's no mortgage on the property. Mm. So that's going to be that. Now, the other thing is we're looking at where did the money come from to buy that property in cash? We need to source that money. Okay, so did it come from retirement funds? Did it come from an investment account? Did it come from a savings account? We need to source where that money came from because, for example, if you got all the money as a gift from your mother, it's not going to apply for delayed financing. It's not going to qualify, I should say, with the delayed financing guidelines. You can only recapture money that you've invested in the transaction. Hmm. So a great example of this one would be a client I had that bought a property for $500,000. They put in $300,000 of their own money and they got a gift from their family for 200000 That's how they put together the 500000 Now, when they came to me for delayed financing, they only wanted 200000 So even though they got a gift, they were just recapturing their own money because they had put the money in the transaction. We proved it was their money. We showed where it came out of their account and we were just giving them back their money. So that was a simple, uh, that's an easy example that I can use. But I will tell you that if there was any loan used to purchase the property at all, it needs to be paid off. It needs to be, you know, zeroed out and paid off as part of a delayed financing transaction. If there's not enough money to pay off an entire loan, then any remaining payment that's due on an outstanding debt that was used to purchase the property will be counted against you as a uh, homeowner when it comes to calculating your debt to income ratio on the refinance. And the last uh, guideline I wanna mention here on delayed financing is that the new loan amount cannot be more than that documented actual amount of the initial investment plus the closing costs and prepaid fees, points, that sort of thing on the new mortgage loan. So be ready, if you're thinking about doing this, to document where the money was from. We're talking about bank statements, investment account statements, um, anything that's going to document for the underwriter where that money came from. Even if it's several months after you bought it, we're gonna need to show this. That's what makes delayed financing a bit different than maybe other mortgage products you've seen before. Like anything, there's gotta be some, I don't know, some like little known uh, but important things that you know a homeowner maybe needs to be aware of when getting these delayed financing. Yep. 
Probably. So there, you... there's a lot of little known things, yeah. but I'll cover kind of some of the main ones here. So first of all, you will need to get a new appraisal on the property. Even if you just had one done hmm. for your purposes, you'll need to get a new one for the lender. And the loan to value uh, ratio that we use is going to be based on the lower of the purchase price or the value of the home. So if you bought a property and it went down in value and then you go to finance it a few months later, you might be in a situation, depending on how much it went down, where the numbers may not add up to what you were thinking. And on the flip side of that, if the property went way up, that's great, but you can't recapture that extra value unless you wait until after six months. So delayed financing is all about within the six months. Once you're past the six months, we can use a lot of other more flexible guidelines, but know that you'll need the new appraisal. The second thing is you can't cash all of the money out of the property. You can't do 100% financing with delayed financing. Um, you're gonna go by the cash out guidelines for mortgages, which is gonna limit you on Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac to 80%. As of right now, the guideline's 80%. Years ago, it was a little bit more, but it's 80% of the value that you can cash out. So if you put all your money down, you're not gonna cash out all your money. You're gonna cash out 80% minus any applicable prepaid close or prepaid items, closing costs, or points that are paid. So keep that in mind. Um, another little known thing is that this program, not everyone knows it. Not everyone understands the guidelines. A lot of lenders may even tell you, no, we can't do that. If you haven't owned the property for six months, we can't do a mortgage for you. So you need to work with a lender that understands the guidelines and is experienced with doing these transactions. I have a lot of experience doing these. I've done dozens of them in my career and a lot just in the last six months because of the market and where we're at. So this has become a very opportune time to take advantage. But you don't want to be a guinea pig for a lender that's never done this before because, as you can see, there's some ins and outs and I's that need to be dotted, T's that need to be crossed. And if it's not done, it's going to blow up on you at the last minute. And it's not worth trying to get an eighth of a point lower in interest rate or this or that to just have the deal blow up in your face. Experience matters with everything, but especially when it comes to this delayed financing product. And the last thing that you want to know with delayed financing is that there's standard qualifications that you have to meet for like your debt to income ratio, the loan to value, the credit guidelines. You do have to have a minimum of a 620 credit score um, for this delayed financing product through Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. But it's not a situation where they're going to say, oh, you just bought the house, so we're not going to look at your income. We're not going to look at your credit. No, no, no. This is a fully underwritten loan. You have to qualify like a normal loan would on all these ratios, and you have to get a approve eligible through the underwriting system like any other loan would be. So it's not just a free-for-all. You still have to meet those guidelines, which a lot of people don't understand. Rob, I've been around for a while. Why have I've never even heard of this. How common is it? Yeah. So how common is it? Well, it wasn't that common for a while because, um, look, if you have the ability to get a mortgage, why would you pay cash, right? right? right that right. It's been so common recently because the market has shifted over the last 12 to 18 months as we've been just drilling in, right? And because the market shifted, buyers need an advantage. This allows the buyers to have an advantage by paying cash but also have their cake and eat it too by getting their money back out. So you can win the advantage in the competitive nature of the current real estate market while still recapturing your money to use for other opportunities because you can only spend a dollar once. So if you spend it on buying the home, when an investment comes up in two months, you can't get the money from the house. You can't just like open up the wall and pull money out, right? You have to get a mortgage against the property or sell it. So 
Selling it's not attractive. Getting a mortgage is. No matter what the rate is, it's a matter of return on investment. What's the payment? Does it fit in your budget? And people are thinking about that now with an on ongoing recession. How do you compare that to a home equity line? Home, home or a home, home equity, equity loan lines have or a loan. Home equity, home loan. equity lines of credit are going to be a variable rate typically, okay. which in this market with rates increasing, wow. very, very high risk. Home equity lines have their own guidelines that are separate from this. They are more stringent. You're not going to get a home equity line of credit typically with a 620 credit score. Okay. Most banks are going to want you to be in the high 600s, low 700s, minimum barrier to entry. They have lower debt to income ratio requirements, lower loan to value, different uh, loan to value requirements. So whether it's a mortgage or line of credit, I mean, there's pros and cons we've done a whole show on, but right now in the current market in 2022, the cash out refinancing using delayed financing is the best because you're locked in. And then when rates go down here in the future, you'll be able to refinance and, and recapture a lower interest rate, which will then lower your monthly payment and lower your overall costs. All right. Well, you mentioned pros and cons. Well, what are some of the downsides or cons, if you will, yep. to the to this delayed uh, financing program versus, let's say, getting a mortgage right. at the time of purchasing a property. I would say the number one downside or con to delayed financing versus just getting a mortgage from the beginning when you buy it is the pricing. So when I talk about pricing, we're talking about the interest rate that you as a consumer get and the fees that you pay for that interest rate. So when you do delayed financing, it's going to be cash out pricing. Cash out pricing is higher than non-cash out. So if you buy a home with a mortgage, from the beginning, you're going to get a better interest rate typically and lower fees than you would if you're doing a cash out refinance a few months down the road. Cash out refinancing is considered higher risk than somebody using the money to buy a house. So that's the reason for that. Another big risk, which people have seen lately, is that interest rates may have increased sometimes substantially since you bought the house. So if you bought a home in January when the interest rates were three and a half percent and now you're doing delayed financing, let's say in May or June. Well, you're going to be in for a rude awakening because you're not getting the three and a half percent that you could have got back when you bought the house. Now you might be looking at a five, six or even a higher percentage rate. So that's a big risk because you don't know what's going to happen. Nobody has a crystal ball. So if you can make it work by getting a purchase money mortgage, that's going to be the ideal. But in certain markets, in certain areas, you need to do that cash offer to have any shot at getting your offer to the top of the stack. The last thing I'll say, which is not very common, but it's something to be aware of, is that there's a risk if values of the property have decreased. So maybe you're in a condominium which uses comparable sales from the complex, and maybe right after you buy that condominium, a couple of your neighbors sell theirs for a lot less than you paid. Well, that may put you in a position where the value of the property when the appraisal comes in is a bit less than what you paid for it. Number one, emotionally, that's going to be hard to swallow, right? You buy something, you sink all this cash in, and now it's worth 10, 20, 50,000 less than you paid or more. That can be difficult. Now, that has not happened lately, but it's still something that could happen. It's something to be aware of. And as the economy keeps progressing, it's something that may become more and more common. So you want to know about it. Folks, you are listening to Mortgage Matters Radio Show and the Connect Connecticut Real Estate Edge podcast, along with Rob Weinberg. I'm Gary Byron. He's very easy to contact if you'd like to schedule a consultation. It's 860-413-3938. I'll repeat that phone number as well as email addresses in the uh, website address as we get closer to the end of the show. But I want to remind people that uh, there is a 
book that Rob has authored. It's entitled Mortgage Strategies for the New Millennium, Using Your Home Loan as a Financial Tool. Now, you can buy this book online. You can go to Amazon or wherever you your favorite book retailer. You can buy the, you know, it's a, it's a paperback and it's about 25 bucks. You can even uh, download the book as an ebook. You can go to Amazon and do that for approximately $20. But Gonna make you a special offer at the end of this show where we'll take the first five callers uh, and you can get a free copy of the e version book uh, of, of this mortgage strategies. I'll give you more details once again uh, towards the end of the show. Rob, do you see the use of delayed financing increasing or decreasing, let's say within the next year or so? Yeah, so. Contrary to a lot of people, I actually think delayed financing is going to decrease. Yeah. And the reason that I think it's going to decrease is that as interest rates go up, there's less competition in the market. It shifts at least a little bit from a seller's market over to the buyer side, a little bit more of an advantage. So when there's less competition and less buyer pool, it means there's going to be less need for paying cash for a property. If you can qualify for a mortgage, there's going to be a good argument for you to get that mortgage, regardless of what the interest rate is, for all the reasons that we're talking about. Delayed financing is a great tool for a competitive offer situation, especially in some of these properties where there might be 5, 10, 20 plus offers. You need to stand out. Paying cash definitely puts you at the top of the stack for sure. Well, with delayed financing, getting your money out is attractive, but if you don't need to pay cash, why would you, right? You want to keep that money working for you. You want to keep your liquidity. You want to keep things available for other opportunities, whether it be real estate or other investments. So getting a mortgage is always best to use the bank's money, right? Put up a little for your down payment, but have the bank finance the rest and use OPM, other people's money. So that's the reason why I think that delayed financing is not going to be as common over the next year or two is because although slight, we are starting to see a shift in the market. As these interest rates go up, there'll be less competition, which means there'll be net less need for these cash buyers and ultimately less need for a cash buyer to take delayed financing because they wouldn't have paid cash in the first place. Very interesting. Yeah, I, I was just kind of surprised. I already told you earlier when I did not hear of this. I'm like, well, I've never heard of it. But you're saying because more people have more cash right now, uh, they're using it to make the make their purchase. But it's but then it's almost like taking a loan or not a loan against it. You know, it's it's they're using the money that they use to buy the home right after the fact after they've already made the well, purchase well they're taking a loan against, against the equity yeah. that they created when they bought the property and it's all it's all equity they've made it's got 100% right. equity because they paid it in cash equity and like we said you can tap up to 80% of that so you're not getting it all back you got to have some equity in the property this isn't you know no money down fog a mirror get a mortgage this is a lot more stringent but i think anyone would agree 80% of your money back's a nice chunk yeah no it is you know we talk about this book a little while ago and we talk about the podcast and of course this radio show and your youtube channel um, you're putting out a ton of content, Rob, and you're doing it on a weekly basis. Um, where can people find you online? Yeah, I would say that your best bet is to go to the YouTube channel. So it's going to be youtube.com slash Robert Weinberg Mortgage. It's uh, 
spell W-E-I-N-B-E-R-G, youtube.com slash Robert Weinberg Mortgage. So check that out. Subscribe to the channel. Hit the bell so you get notified on all of our future content for sure. And uh, I mean, hey, if I can be of assistance to you, Gary, will give you the contact info here in a minute and you can reach out to me. If you're on Facebook or Instagram, we have a huge following on those sites, mm. putting out tons of content daily on those websites. OK, oh. tons of information, videos, graphics, infographics, everything in between success stories, testimonials, everything you need to be pulled into motivation, success and ambition into your life right now when there's so many bad things going on. So follow us on Facebook and or Instagram using the handle Weinberg Mortgage. Uh, again, W-E-I-N-B-E-R-G mortgage, Weinberg mortgage. Uh, and the last place I'll say, because I know many people are listening to us on the radio all over, is our podcast, the Connecticut Real Estate Edge podcast. You can find it on all your podcast networks, Spotify, Google, uh, everything in between, CT Real Estate Edge. And by subscribing on there, you'll get notified as well when we put out these new episodes. Um, you'll also... Uh, I would really appreciate if you're enjoying the show, please leave a review, leave a comment, subscribe, just give us that feedback so we know that you're enjoying what we're putting out. I'm going to keep bringing this education to mm. everyone. I'm going to keep pouring this knowledge in. This stuff is changing every single day. You as a consumer, you as a homeowner, you need someone to advise you. You need someone to guide you. If you don't have that advisor already, I'll be that for you. You know, I teased this book, and I'm going to talk about it one more time very briefly, but I, 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 maybe in about a minute or so, can you just, what was the impetus of this book? Because it's a pretty valuable, I mean, even, even if you were to buy this book in cash, what you're getting, what the reader is getting out of this is, is going to really save them a lot of money. Knowledge is, is a lot of knowledge and info in this book. What was the impetus behind it? Yeah, so I had so many clients over the years. I'm almost two decades now in the mortgage industry, and I kept getting the same questions over and over and over, <laughs> no matter what the economy was doing, right. no matter what the interest rates were doing, no matter what loan programs were doing the same questions kept coming up. The same conversations kept happening. And I had so many people over the years say to me, God, you know, you should write a book. This is something I haven't heard about. This is something that I'm not aware of. This is something that people that I know that even are knowledgeable don't have, uh, you know, don't understand. Put out that book. So I took the time and really spent a lot of time and resources to craft this book, to create a table of contents that would resonate with people that wasn't very high level. I wanted to create something that was easy to digest for a consumer. It's only like 100 pages. It's mm. not a very long book. You can get through it in an afternoon or two. Uh, and it really will show you these little known mortgage and financial strategies that I've been using with my clients for decades that I really just wanted to pour out and show everyone how to use. Whether you use me as your mortgage advisor or somebody else, it's going to give you the knowledge that you didn't have before. It's going to give you opportunity that you may have not even known you had. The book is called Mortgage Strategies for the New Millennium for Using Your Home Loan as a Financial Tool, authored by none, none other than Rob Weinberg. If you'd like a free copy of this book, it's an e-copy of the book. Uh, just be one of the first five callers right now. Uh, or is it, you want to take emails? or do you want... Let's go with email. All right, let's do the email. Simple. All right, sure. Uh, simply email. Rob at Mortgage Matters Radio Show at gmail.com. So let's do the email. Mortgage Matters Radio Show at gmail.com. First five will get a free 
e-copy version of the book. And if you want a hard copy or not really a hard copy, a paperback copy, um, you can go to Amazon.com. You can order it there. Uh, it, no matter how you get it, this is invaluable information. Folks, if you like more information on Rob Weinberg uh, and all that he offers, you know what I would do? I would check him out online at www.ConnecticutMortgageLending.com. Dot com. Once again, it's ConnecticutMortgageLending.com. And if you'd like to schedule a consultation with him, and oh, why wouldn't you? Uh, that's easy to do as well. No, then you can call him, 860-413-3938. I'm going to say that again. I'll repeat it for you. I'll say it slower. Write the number down. Call him first thing, 860-413-3938. For Rob Weinberg, I'm Gary Byron. Thank you so much for listening to Mortgage Matters Radio Show and the Connecticut Real Estate Edge Podcast. Until next Saturday morning, have a good one, everybody. So long. Thanks for listening. If you have questions about the information we've covered or would like to discuss mortgage financing for your situation, you can reach Robert Weinberg by visiting www.robgw.com.